injuries can change the entire landscape of the battlefield. It can change your strategic deployment of your assets and narrow the margin of victory. When it is time for you to change your strategy due to injuries, will you be prepared? Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Y. Slicker. Follow me on all social media at Y. Slicker. Embrace your addiction, be true to thine self, and earn your chip. Yes, sir. We're going into week three, and this is the waiver wire meeting. Waiver wire wishes, man. We're going to talk about the guys that had big weeks last week that the experts are telling you, man, go get that guy. Go pick him up. Is he really worth picking him up? Those are the questions we're going to answer today. Just because he had a great week last week doesn't mean we want to go out here and we want to just waste our waiver priority or waste our fab budget on this guy. We're going to talk about those particular players who had those boom weeks that the expert consensus are telling you to go out and go get. Now, who are some of those players that they're telling you to go get? Well, first off, we got to take a look at guys who had big weeks that normally don't have big weeks. We start there and then we say, hey. Well, let's see what they did. Now, we always start off with the tight end position. In the tight end position, you had Foster Moreau, who had a nice little week. He had 11.4 fantasy points. The experts, they're not telling you to go pick him up. You want to know why they're not telling you to go pick him up? Because Darren Waller is still there. They know that this guy had a a luck-type week. He lucked up. He got 11 fantasy points. They're not even pushing him. They don't even care. Me, I'm not telling you to go get him either. Because there's no way that you're going to look at this guy and you're going to say, oh, let me go get him. Now, who they are pushing? They are pushing Pat Fryermuth, who we told you that you should have had him a long time ago. I told you... He should have been a, a stash on your bench from the start of the season. I told you to go ahead and pick him up in week at at the end of week one. I think he's going to be one of those players that we can continue to count on. Now, with our model, we're looking at anywhere between eight to ten fantasy points is where we're getting it. This week, he did come up a little bit short. He came up short. Uh, he was at 7.6 fantasy points in, PP, in full PPR leagues, which is fine. But when we look at who he has coming up next, they got Cincinnati, which we believe he's going to be A-OK in that game. Then he has Green Bay, Denver, Seattle. It's pretty good lineup. Pretty good lineup for this guy. So Pat Fryer move. 
is one of the guys that the experts are pushing, and I'm going to say to you that they are correct, but you should have got them a long time ago. You should have been had them. But if you don't have him, go ahead and go out and get him. They're also pushing Max Williams, who had an incredible week for the Arizona Cardinals. This guy is not a guy that I'm saying go get. I do understand that he pulled down 16.4 fantasy points for you last week. But this is not going to be sustainable every week when you have DeAndre Hopkins, when you have Christian Kirk, when you have Rondell Moore, when you have A.J. Green. Max Williams was the beneficiary of the fact that DeAndre Hopkins saw a lot of double teams, and they were trying to take him out of the game. Austin Hooper owned in about 49% of leagues. He had a pretty good good day. Um, him and Harrison Bryant, which makes me say Austin Hooper is not a guy that I should actively be going out to go pick up and put on my roster. We don't know if it's going to be him or if it's going to be Harrison Bryant that's going to get the ball or even if it's going to be David Njoku who's going to get the ball. Too many of those guys are involved for me to say, hey, this is going to be the guy that I'm going to be my top waiver pickup. Experts are still pushing Jawan Johnson tight end for the uh, – New Orleans Saints, I told you, don't worry about this guy. Adam Troutman is the guy. And I still stand behind that. I mean, the guy does get get some red zone targets, but he doesn't play enough snaps or get enough reliable targets each week for me to say, hey, this is the guy that I want to have on my fantasy roster. So we're still not pushing him. The only tight end that I say that you should be adding, not Dawson Knox, not Jack Doyle, but Pat Fryermuth is the only of the tight ends that I think that you should be going to go grab of people who are not rostered in in leagues. Over at the wide receiver position, the experts are pushing Cordell Patterson. They are pushing him after he had this great game. But if you listen to me and you had him a week ago, you got him without spending a lot or without spending waiver priority because people, he's also listed as a running back in a lot of leagues as well. People were looking to pick up Elijah Mitchell, so you were able to get him, sneak him in with a third or fourth waiver priority or even with just putting down, you know, $0 fab bid or, or $1 fab bid. You got this guy for the low. You may even be able to get him for the low this week as well because if he's listed as a wide receiver in your groups, in your leagues, people are going to be looking to go get Rondell Moore. People are going to be chasing points and they're going to be looking to go get Henry Ruggs. And if they didn't sign him last week, they'll be looking to get K.J. Osborne from the Minnesota Vikings. So you might just sneak them in again 
Because he is not just a weekly play. Because the Atlanta Falcons suck. Because they're going to be down a lot. He is viable in the passing game. He, he is utilized in that way. So in PPR leagues, he's a good play. You want to go ahead and pick that guy up. Cordell Patterson, pick him up. You won't be disappointed in him. And if he's listed as a running back, most people are going to be going out and their top ad, if they don't already have him as a handcuff, is going to be Alexander Madison. And the reason why people are going to get Alexander Madison is because Dalvin Cook is going to be dealing, well, he is dealing with an ankle sprain. We don't know if he's going to play this week coming up. Um, So we're going to have to monitor that to see what goes on. But Alexander Madison and Zach Moss, after he scored two touchdowns this past week, are going to be the number one and number two ads at the running back position. So you probably could still sneak Cordero Patterson in there if you have a third or fourth waiver priority, or if you want to just throw two to three dollars worth of fab down on them just to make sure you secure them. But this is a guy who's going to be utilized all year long. Cordell Patterson is going to be used all year long. And you're going to know what matchups to put them in there because it's going to be against teams where they the, the opposing team scores a shit ton of points and the Falcons are going to be trailing or having to play catch-up. That's what you're going to want to do. So you're going to want to look for that. Now back to the wide receivers. Rondell Moore is worth an ad. Rondell Moore of the... Arizona Cardinals. You want to pick the guy up. He's explosive. And they look for different ways to get him the ball. He only needs one or two touches to break off something big. And you can play this guy in your flex. If you have a double flex, put him in the double flex. You know, you want to have this guy on your team, Rondell Moore. Henry Ruggs, do we want to have this guy on our team? Right now, he's owned in about 53% of leagues. If he's on your waiver wire, he is worth a pickup. I think you're still going to have a headache figuring out when you want to play him. Um, I set him this week, and then he went off. I looked kind of stupid, but it, it is what it is. You know, and he's a boomer bust type guy, and it's no fault of his own that he's boomer bust. It is his coaching staff. It is John Gruden. It is the offensive coordinator. It's how they deploy him, that they don't really look to get this kid the ball and utilize his speed. He is one of the fastest receivers in the league. There's no reason why you shouldn't have jet sweeps, fly motions for him to be able to get the ball. But they don't do that. The other name that the experts have down here, and I have no idea why he is still on waiver wires, 
Darnell Mooney is still on waiver wires. Why is Darnell Mooney still on waiver wires? Pick this guy up. It's going to probably look even better for him now that Justin Fields may be the starter. But this guy has done nothing but play every snap for his offense and catch passes. Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos is worth an ad as well. Uh, reason being is because Teddy Bridgewater can support three receivers. He can support guys. And I'm not saying that Tim Patrick is going to be a world beater, but he can at least get you eight to ten fantasy points each week. I'm believing that he can do that. Um, there are going to be some weeks that he busts where K.J. Hamler and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fan are the three primary guys. Because with the Denver offense, I believe they're going to be able to – they're spreading it to three people. They're not going to spread it as far as four people, but three people will be involved. Which three people it will be, you know, will depend on the matchups. But Tim Patrick is worth an ad, I believe. Jalen Rager, same thing. Uh, don't know why he's not at it as right now. Devontae Parker should already be on on a roster. Um, they have him listed here as a waiver wire ad. Now, with Devontae Parker, Will Fuller is back in the fold. He returned to the team the, today um, after his personal issues that he had last week. Um, from my understanding, that was that his mother was sick. Hopefully, she is doing well, being that he is returned to the team. Um, but Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, those guys, you got to look out for how Will Fuller is going to be integrated into his offense. When Will Fuller is healthy, he is a borderline wide receiver one. He scores about 17 to 18 fantasy points a game. That is borderline wide receiver one. Is he going to return to that is the question. We'll see. But Devontae Parker for right now is worth an ad, but he may be a drop candidate in the weeks to come if he falls out of the target rotation with Will Fuller coming back. Now, we already told you last week that you should have put K.J. Osborne on your team. Um, the Vikings are running three wide receiver sets whilst they try to integrate their tight ends into the mix here. They have guys that haven't been with the team a long time and are trying to continue to get them integrated in. So as long as they're doing that, K.J. Osborne is going to be a good piece and a good player to be on the team. Quez Watkins, he's shown that he is reliable with the football. They try to get him the ball in different ways. As I told you guys last week, it looks like the Philadelphia Eagles are pushing who they target in stages. They do Jalen Rager 
for his one portion of the game. Then it's Quez Watkins. Then it's Devontae Smith. Then it's one of the tight ends. Like, they spread the ball around so evenly, but you know that each one of these guys are going to be involved. It's just can they capitalize on the things, on the targets that they're getting, on the plays that are drawn up for them. Quez Watkins so far has done just that. In both games, he has capitalized on the plays that have been called for him and the targets that he's received. Has he scored more fantasy points than Jalen Rager, than Devontae Smith? No, he hasn't. But if he continues to get opportunity, where the opportunity comes, then will lie the fantasy points. The more opportunities you get, the fantasy points will come. Freddie Swain, I don't care what this guy did last week for the Seattle Seahawks. I don't give a fuck what he did. No, I am not picking that guy up. Dwayne Estrich was not active for this game. He was out. That means that Freddie got an opportunity to play the role that Estrich would have played. Do I see this happening again and again and again and again and again? No. Therefore, I am not picking him up. Darius Slayton. Same thing. I think he got an opportunity because uh, Kenny Galladay was struggling. He even dropped a couple passes. He dropped a wide over touchdown pass. Kenny Galladay screaming at the quarterback on the sidelines. Hopefully they'll get their shit together. And I think that that's one of those things where when you see guys do those diva-like things on the sidelines, the next week they come out and they're heavily targeted. So next week, Kenny Galladay is probably going to be heavily targeted. He's probably going to see 10 to 12 targets in next week's game, which is going to cut into Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton has to contend with the fact that Kenny Galladay is supposed to be the number one guy because he got paid all that money. And then Sterling Shepard is balling out of control. Sterling Shepard is playing very, very well. He should be added on all of your on all of your rosters. If you have not added him, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting on. I told you last week to go ahead and add him. You know, as far as running backs are concerned, we talked about Alexander Madison being the number one ad for the experts. They're telling you to go at him because Dalvin Cook is not playing. Me, personally, if you want to blow a waiver priority on him, go ahead. I, Alexander Madison, to me, is not a good running back. I, I, I don't know how to say this to you. Like, he's not a good running back. I know everybody is, you know, enamored over the fact that in week 17 last year, he put up like 27 fantasy points because it was a game that was meaningless. The Vikings were not making the playoffs. Like, they had nothing to play for. And they were playing the Lions. Of course the guy went off. Of course he looked great. I don't care 
about Alexander Madison. You're going to go, you're going to you're going to spin your waiver priority on him. You're going to spin hella fab on him because Dalvin Cook is not going to play and then this guy is going to come out and he's going to get you seven fantasy points and you're going to be like, "Well, damn, I thought he was thought he was the guy that was going to carry the load." And this happens every single time. He did the same thing last year. Dalvin Cook missed the game. He scored four fantasy points. And then Dalvin Cook misses a Week 17 game when it's irrelevant to fantasy players because if you are, you know, like me, you play your championship Week 16. This year, you playing your championship Week 17, not 18. So it was irrelevant. He played in a meaningless game and scored hella points. Now people are like, yo, got to get Alexander Madison. I don't give a fuck about Alexander Madison at all. But he is the experts' number one waiver wire ad. They also have Kenny, Kenny, Kenneth Gainwell up here. I told you last week what you should already have Kenneth Gainwell. If he is still on the waiver wire, what the fuck are you waiting on? Pick the guy up. Zach Moss, is he worth an ad? Sure. Him and Devin Singletary, looks like they're splitting carries. Um, But Devin Singletary looks like the better of the backs. Like, yes, we understand Zach Moss got two touchdowns. But they were late-game touchdowns that didn't even matter. The game's already out of reach. They start giving him the ball because the game's already out of reach. Devin Singletary was on the sideline sipping pina coladas or some shit, chilling. He didn't... He wasn't even caring because he did his job already. Devin Singletary looked like the better back. Should you pick up Zach Moss? Maybe because they're splitting carries. But from what we saw before the game was completely out of reach, it was all Devin Singletary. And that could be because Zach Moss was just coming back. It was his first game back, but it's whatever. Um, I think you should add him, but... We'll never know, like, we're not going to know yet until next week when we're going to play him. Um, we talked about Cordell Patterson. I don't need to keep beating the dead horse here. Um, Peyton Barber is not worth an ad. He's just not. Nobody cares about Peyton Barber. I don't care. Um, and... The San Francisco running backs doesn't matter. Like you can pick up one of them if you want, but you're never gonna know which one of them to start. Yeah. So, I mean, you do that at your own risk. I'm not advising that you go get a San Francisco running back at all. So, there you have it with those guys. Um, at the quarterback position, Daniel Jones. At this point, he should be rostered. And him and Teddy Bridgewater at this point have shown uh, that they can get the job done and get your fantasy points. Taylor Hinkie can get your fantasy points. These guys are streaming options. Um, you know, they can get the job done for you. Now, with... Tyrod Taylor going down. 
It's going to be down for a couple weeks. Davis Mills came in. He did pretty good. But the experts, the experts are saying, hey, man, go. If you don't have Deshaun Watson, make sure you go get him. For what? He's not playing. He's not playing. For what? Stop holding on to that guy. You should have dropped him already. He's not playing. He doesn't want to play for the Texans, and the Texans don't want him to play. So what for? No reason for you to pick him up. Now, drop territory. Who's in drop territory? Ronald Jones is in drop territory. I think he's a talented back. But the Buccaneers aren't doing anything with him. I mean, they punish him for fumbling the football. Uh, if he fumbles, he's out of the game for the duration. You know, he hasn't done anything of note. It's just like, come on, man. Like, get a guy some... Get a guy a chance. But as of right now, he's a drop candidate. Um, he's not doing enough in the offense, and they don't trust him enough to allow him to do anything in the offense. He's a drop candidate. Um, I don't want to – I know people just – you don't want to drop Ronald Jones. You don't want to drop Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You got to get these guys off your team some type of way. You can James Conner, um, James Conner, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Ronald Jones. You got to either trade them or drop them. You got to get those guys off your team. They're not doing anything for your team. Um Clyde edwards lair is no fault of his own that his team just won't give him the ball. Um, but you got to get those guys off your team as in some way, shape, form, and fashion. You can trade them. Um, I, I'm not a component of dropping Clyde edwards lair because he's such a big name. But Ronald Jones, you can probably drop him and nobody else will fucking go pick him up. <laughs> you know? But you 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 want to get those guys off your team, um, trade them to somebody, and get them off your team. And it, it, it's it's that time. It's just that time. Um, and as far as with the quarterback position, Ryan Tannehill, you gotta you gotta get that guy off your team some type of way. Him, Matt Ryan, you gotta trade those guys off your team. Um, they're just not doing much for you. Wide receiver position. I mean, I know people are, you know, they're they're gonna say, man, you're crazy. 
you're out of your mind. But AJ Brown, I think you you got to find a way to get him off your team. Um, trade him, use his name value to get some better, a, a better a better player. Um, and people are like, well, man, that's that's crazy. Like him and Ryan Tannehill are struggling. They're struggling. The offense is struggling. Yes, they beat the Seahawks, but they had to run the ball 35 times in order to do it. And A.J. Brown, I am sorry. A.J. Brown does not get open like Julio gets open. I get it. The guy can catch in traffic. He can break tackles, and he can run after the catch. He's a yak god. I get it. But the guy can't get open like Julio could get open. It's also time for people to start looking elsewhere with Chase Claypool. You got to get this guy off your team. He does not see the field enough to warrant where you took him. You got to use his name value. Try to get something else out of him. Get the guy off your team. I'm telling you that these guys, you got to get off your team because, not because they're not good, but because they're continuing to struggle and you keep putting them in your starting lineup because you have no other choice. Kenny Galladay, same thing. You got to get this guy off your team. Yes, next week he might have a blow-up game because they was on the sideline arguing with his quarterback. But the guy is not doing you any good if he continues to struggle. You got to get this guy off your team. Utilize their name value to get you something better. You got to do it. You know, I'm only trying to do what's right by you guys. I'm only trying to help you as much as I can. We will be back with you on Thursday with the Star Sits. On Saturday, if you tune into the Two Cents Nonsense episode, we'll have all the predictions for the week three games. We like to have fun with this stuff, man. If there is anything that you think that I was sorely mistaken on you can try to take me to task man hit me up let me know I'm on all social media at Y Slick I appreciate you guys listening to me as always embrace your addiction be true to thine self and at the end of the day preparation dedication reflection Earn your chip. See you guys on the next one.